Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Hello, everyone, and, and hello specifically to you, the listener. And it's Matt Ford and Chris Skull here. Hi, Chris. How you doing, Matt? International break, non-league day, and but a show. Yeah. What a show. What a show we've Man. got for the listener here. And, oh, boy, did you deliver a phenomenal guest. Oh, yeah. Coley. Not Andrew, <laughs> not Joe. Is he the third Cole? Would you put him above? Ashley. Oh, OK, he's the fourth. Uh, Cheryl. Oh, my God. Uh, she's just Cheryl. She's just Cheryl now. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are the calls? Andy. Um, mine. <laughs> um, just the, you know, the non-renewable energy source, Carl. Um, but yeah, he is... Uh, Carlton's on the show. Carlton's on the show. What an and, honour. And he absolutely delivers. In our eyes, he is the best Cole. Yeah. No question. Certainly the most jet-lagged today <laughs> that we Matt, know of. He's so funny. So that's a treat. Do we get the extended version of the interview? I'm just looking at producer Liam. He says, OK, OK. Yeah, yes. we think you've got yes, yes. So you've got a bit of bonus content. Ooh, so well done, you lucky listener. And um, just big day in football, big day in chat, and a, a food chat that takes uh, a bit of a turn. Oh, literally a bit of a turn. Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. There is no Premier League today, but there is. Uh, international friendlies, European qualifiers, Women's Super League, League One, League Two and non-league. And here to preview it all is the one and only Chris Skull. As we prepare for the release... <coughs> the release of the, the release. ninth studio album, first two pages of Frankenstein, oh, it's man. a freakish weekend of football on account of the international break. No Premier League, but some decent, decent football action is easy <laughs> to find. Yeah? Can I just say, you usually pick like Elton John, the Beatles, stuff I like that. Yeah, I, just, I, I just started, I thought, Matt is not going to know any of these national references. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think I speak on behalf of the, a lot of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, let's say, say. Texting if you get any references. <laughs> There's careful fear and dead devotion at Hampden Park with Scotland having kicked off their Euro 2024 qualifying campaign against Tamuri Ketspire Cyprus. Scotland manager Steve Clark hasn't quite got the balance right. Yet, it's nil-nil. <laughs> I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> Gareth Southgate will be showered and blue-blazered at 5pm tomorrow as England look to maintain their 100% record in Group C against Ukraine at Wembley. But let's talk about today. That's a national don't reference. P- pathetic. In the Women's Liam's Super League. Liam's get it. <laughs> in the Women's Super League, there's, some big, there's a big clash somewhere in London at 3pm. Another clash. As Tottenham Hotspur women host Arsenal women in the North London derby. And at 7.45pm, Wales travel light years, light years away from home soil as they journey to Croatia. <laughs> Just lots of heads shaking in the studio. Just trying to like watch some Dire Straits ones in or something. As they kick off their bonds. Euro qualification campaign in Group D. In League One, it's a terrible love. For M- yeah, Do you yeah. Know that? For MK okay. Dons fans at the moment, today they take on Morecambe at Stadium MK with both teams mired deep in relegation worries. And let me tell you, if they stay there, trouble will find them. Huh? A win for either team would be <laughs> right. huge this afternoon. Ah. Elsewhere, it's the Battle of the Ports. Smouth versus Vale at Fratton Park. Hey. I can't explain it any other, any other way. Liam? Still head shaking. Okay, and at London Road, the posh will be waiting and the Rams won't know what to do as promotion hopefuls Peterborough host Derby County in a game that may well decide who makes the playoffs. In League Two, Leighton Orient could be mistaken for strangers at the top of the league. Winless as they are in three today, they travel away to Hartlepool, who have also been struggling of late. Both teams desperate to entertain in that fixture. 
And I'm sure it was great. If but... you like The National, I think you may have enjoyed that, despite yeah. the cynicism in the studio. Oh, I'm not a cynic. <laughs> I, it was more that I was completely ignorant. <laughs> It was, you know what I felt like? You know when the royal family go to another country, like, miles away, and they have to observe a traditional dance? And they're like, I'm not into this. Sort of nodding and smiling. Oh, yes, very nice, very nice. Well done. Mickey in Ipswich says, I do. I honestly do. So thanks for letting us know that. <laughs> I don't know if he's done it right now, but uh, well done. Uh, appreciate the honesty. Now, you were, about to, you were about to experience something very rare in live radio. Um, before we came on air, Chris said something had happened to him this morning, but he literally wouldn't tell us anything. And this this is how I like it, because the danger is sometimes you chat about it off air, you go, let's talk about it, and then you have, to, you have to recreate a conversation. But this is, Chris Gull is telling the world this for the first time. I have no idea. You're about to hear it. Okay, so what happened? This is a potential texter as well, because I want to hear from other dads if this has ever happened to them, right? Okay. Jabbing your finger. <laughs> finger like some question time. So, Saturday morning, father of two, I'm explaining who I am. Yeah. Father of two. Yeah. Chris Gull. <laughs> kids up at 6am Saturday morning's busy time my daughter goes to ballet yeah. I'm in the I get up at 6 kids get me up at 6 I get in the shower probably about quarter past 9 my missus comes in she's like what are you doing I was like what I'm just having a shower she's like you need to you need to get out of the shower now because I've got my hair cut like you need to get there's a rush on this morning I'm like blimey alright okay rush out the shower she gets she disappears off for her haircut. I'm like, right, look at the time. It's like half nine. I was like, oh my God, ballet. It's like half hour. That's the, that's, this is the rush. So I'm running around getting my clothes on. Getting the, One of the kids, my youngest is 11 months old. He's asleep. I'm waking him up from the nap. I'm going to my door. Get that clothes on. We've got 20 minutes to get a ballet. Rush to ballet. Get there like five to ten. The class has already started. I'm like, oh my God, they started like five minutes early. And I'm putting her ballet shoes on outside the door. I'm like, go on, go on, in you go, in you go. She goes in there. Like, I'm like, oh God, that was stressful. Like, I need to get like a vegan sausage roll or something like that. So I go down, <laughs> so I go down to the high street. Yeah. So I'm walking the way down there. I'm like, hang on, something's not right. She's got a sense that something, something's not. Oh no, that isn't quite right. Like, so I, so I text my wife and I go like, I'm like, why had the cl- the class had started at five to ten? Why was why was it starting a bit early? It's a bit odd. She rings me straight up. What are you doing? The class is at eleven. Where have you dropped her? <laughs> I'm like, oh my oh, god, no. I, pa- I put her in. The wrong class. What? And now I'm on the high street getting a vegan sausage oh roll. She's like, God. "What are you doing?" I'm like, "The class has already started. Like they let. I pushed her in the room. <laughs> so now I'm racing. I'm racing back. My phone's going off. Got like my wife's going, "What's happening?" I'm like, "I don't know. She's in this class." Chris. Half ten. She come like. I'm like. She comes out of the class at half ten. And I said to the teacher, "I'm so sorry." She's like, "Don't worry about it." The teacher just kind of let her into the class. It was the wrong class. I'd rushed around for no reason. And then like the next class, the class she's meant to be going to all the parents that turn up they're like you're right and I'm like I can't put her into the next class I can't have two ballet classes in a row and then all the other mums by that by this point all the other mums my wife's text all the other mums going have you heard what Chris has done he's put our daughter in the wrong ballet class and this is right it's spreading throughout my local community now that I've put the kid in the wrong class but what I don't understand is why was she hassling you so early if you had so much time she was going for a haircut the urgency wasn't get the kid into ballet it was you need to look after the kids because I'm going out, but you've got like an hour. But you panicked but I and needed, thought... I panicked and thought, I'm being rushed. I'd like, the thing is, uh, my relationship with my wife has removed all critical thinking. If she tells me to rush, I'm like, yeah, OK, I, don't, I won't even think about what's happening. I just rushed her all the way there to 10am. I had an hour. I was an hour early for the class. I pushed her in the class. I walked off. <laughs> so hang on. This is like when David Cameron left his kids in the pub, <laughs> but like a, a nicer version. <laughs> So what is what are we asking people? Do you like vegan How sausage you, rolls? That seems to be the main point of the story. Dads throughout the nation, mums throughout the nation, they must have experienced this. I'm not alone in this. Surely you've got kids. Have you ever just dumped yeah, your kids off? 
the wrong thing, the yeah. wrong time. Yeah. Are just... you a bad parent? Text us on 812. <laughs> do, do you hate that. your children <laughs> as much as... And why a vegan sausage roll? Ah, uh, just trying to keep my cholesterol down, down Matt. Well, I, I would, but then just have no sausage rolls. Just have a bit of fresh fruit. But in my head, it's just veg, isn't it? Then if you have a vegan sausage roll, just eat veg in pastry. Yeah, it's quite nice. We tried one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, not you know, I'm not getting all Clarkson about it, mate. I'm, 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 I'll eat whatever. But that seems to be like undue prominence in the story. It was almost like you were advertising. I mean, I had to get the new Greg's vegan sausage roll. Anyway, so I sent to my daughter uh, uh, Gregoria and her brother Greg that uh, you know we just really need a steak bake. So Chris, we are following Russell Olympic. In our Glory Hunters feature this week, please take us to Rushall. Do you know what's better than facts? How about this, Matt? The vice chairman of Rushall Olympic. Chairman. Please welcome Nick Allen. How you doing, Nick? Woohoo! The VC's here. How you doing, lads? <laughs> the VC. So, Nick, how did you become vice chairman of a football club? Family affair. Uh, we got involved with the club, myself and my dad, and the whole family, to be honest, 25 years plus ago. 25? Um, Quarter of a yeah. century. Yeah, yeah. Always been involved in football, and it's uh, it's been a real labour of love, and that's that's a real essence of, of non-league football, and you know non-league day to day, and it's uh, it's about showcasing what the uh, what the game's all about. Let's be blunt. If you're chair or vice chair, does that mean you are responsible for the financing of the club? Yes. Oof. I mean, I mean, clubs that talk about sustainability, we want to get to a point of being as sustainable as we can. And can I ask a question about the responsibilities of Vice Chairman? Does that include washing the kits, chopping the oranges? Not quite that, but I mean, oh, okay. you, are oh. an, you are an octopus in non-league football. Today, for example, <laughs> our chairman, my dad, will be doing the 50-50 draw, <laughs> and I'll be doing the channel. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so you do, you do, the, you do the, like, the substitutions, the latest yeah. scores? Ah, oh, great. And do you... Yeah, I'm in charge of the music. Not any moans, you know, come, come and address them to me, but it's my gig, so I'll play what I want. <laughs> and have the fans ever turned on the board? Do they ever say, Nick Allen out? No, well, I've got, like, this little sort of balcony next to the media room, and it, it's like, you know, if they, if they want to boo me next when they walk past here, yeah, by all means, but in all honesty, I think they all know we're a, we're a small village club which competing way above our sort of natural fit, and and um, we got some great people come and watch us, and they're fully appreciative that, that you know of, of what we've tried to do over the years. And if anyone is listening now that lives in the surrounding areas, what is your catchment area? Give a shout out to the sorts of towns and villages that should, that should come and support Rushall Olympic. So outlying areas, sort of Aldridge, Streetly, all the Birmingham areas, Sutton Coalfield, all around those areas um, are our, you know are our catchment areas, and we have to we really have to work hard to drag people in. But once they come. They always come again. Okay, well, that's good. They come, they love it. Just finally, Nick, uh, obviously yeah. a big part of the match day experience is food. What sort of footy scran are you offering down at uh, Rushall? Well, the world famous Pix Pantry. Ooh! We are open for business today. It's traditional football fare, but great burgers, pies and peas, gravy, chips, hot dogs, sausage rolls, uh, Michelin starred football grub. Can we verify that claim? <laughs> 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 have to go to VAR, that one, Nick. <laughs> Nick, good luck with everything. Obviously, as a station, as a nation, we are all behind you. So we really hope you can keep winning and drawing so that we get to support you. And hopefully, maybe one day, come to a game. We'd love to have you down at our place. It's, um, it's a big day for non-league football, and we've got a great reputation as a club. And uh, let's hope we can keep going, and uh, we can stick with you, boys. Cheers, Nick. Nice, bub. You're welcome. Up the picks. Up the picks. <laughs> <laughs> Big goal at Hamden, Chris Skull. I thought you were going to talk about the big goal in the Indonesia-Burundi game, <laughs> yeah. where it's Indonesia 3, Burundi nil. But John McGinn has scored at Hamden Park. Scotland leads Cyprus 1-0. Are you talking about Burundi? 
They've only got and got a goal back. <laughs> it's Indonesia 3, Burundi 1. Oh, has it been chalked off? Maybe they have been... Denied. ...by VAR. Yeah. I mean, hit refresh on the BBC website. <laughs> now it is. 3-1. Three, one. Three, we put one. them on back and there it's still 1-0 to Scotland. Come on, Burundi. Who uh, hopefully will top their group in Group A, uh, qualifying for uh, the next Euros in Germany. Going to go? Yeah, with you, hopefully. Yes, gonna I go? would love to go. Harry Kane, of course, this week oh. became England's all-time greatest goal scorer. What a man. Eh? What, like, what a great age to be alive. I just want him right to win now. a trophy. You know what um, the England team put out on YouTube? All the goals. That, like, nearly all of them are penalties. <laughs> it's mad how many are penalties. And but one, fair enough. One extra penalty that should have been in that oh, list. Oh, don't, don't, don't. No, let's not. Forget it. Never happened. It's Move over. On. It's over. We've shaken it off. We go again. <laughs> um, I watched it in a pub, actually, the other night. Oh, Yes, wow. I don't remember a great deal about it, but it was one of those days where <laughs> I met some friends in the afternoon. Oh, so we'll, have, we'll have something to eat. And it's one of those things where you're like... We're, Going to drink, can't we? But we'll meet for lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's meet for lunch and we'll see how it goes. And then, like, cut to you like eight hours <laughs> later with acid indigestion. <laughs> ah! There was a woman on the table next to us who I would say was about 80. And this is like two o'clock in the afternoon, right? So we go for like a pub lunch. And she's being very, very loud. And I couldn't make out what the, the hell was the matter with her, right? And she kept ranting about vegans. <laughs> anyway, our waitress comes over and I was like, I'll have the beef burger, please. And my mate had some chicken wings. And then our other mate um, said, I'll have the vegan burger, please. And she went, oh, oh, you vegans, you vegans. And the manager was like, can you please keep it down? I was like, she's all right. She's a dog with her and just starts barking its head off. I was like... Are we in danger at this point? <laughs> there's another guy, there's just, she's with this guy who was like 30 years younger than her, who's just ignoring her. Oh, mark my words, you'll have your time, you vegans. And then the manager's like, you're going to have to leave now. Well, I'll leave. Yes, you vegans. I was like, actually, I've ordered the beef burger. I don't know why I wasn't like, what's your problem? I was like, please don't look like a yeah, yeah. No, I had the beef burger, he had the chicken wings. <laughs> I'll eat some meat in front of you. Leave me alone. Man, I don't know what, and then she like laughed, oh, 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 on the way out. So what, what was her deal? I don't know. She, uh, she's got something... Well, I think she's got something against vegans, so your sausage roll story earlier would have not gone down well. She'd have come for you, pal. Um, I don't know. She, she burned Matthew's widow. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a real treat for you on Absolute, because tomorrow, Sunday... Tim Burgess from the Charlatans brings his listening party to Absolute Radio. Now, it started in lockdown and became a Twitter sensation. Have you ever done... Have you ever played along with it? No. But I'm fascinated to learn what it is. So he would, on Twitter every day in the end, would say, right, we're going to listen to What's the Story Morning Glory? Yeah. And we'll all live tweet it. And then sometimes, like, Noel or Liam would get involved, or, and like, all sorts of different uh, bands. It was great, a really amazing. cool thing to do. And he's now brought it to Absolute Radio. Um, it starts this Sunday, that's tomorrow, with Fallout Boy. Coming up, he's got The Kinks, and also The Edge from U2. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> no, it's out of this world. That's, that's great. And, and it's happening here, Chris. Right, wow. On Absolute Lucky Radio. Us. Yeah, Long that's time right. To be alive. <laughs> I think that's the closest I've ever come, naturally, to being like a cheesy old radio DJ. <laughs> that's right, Chris. And you can get more information on our website. Here, Tim Burgess listening by this Sunday night from 10 p.m. on Absolute Radio. I would love to be an American radio. Yeah. You know, like KMMP. It's 95.8 KMMP with Chris Skull and Matt Ford. They're so polished, those guys, aren't they? Oh, man. Compared it's almost to like artificial intelligence. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't believe they're as an actual person. It's so polished. And also, it's so far away from a normal voice. Are they like... Do they go around talking like that? Yeah, exactly. I'll have, a uh, pint, I'll have a pint of milk. A vegan steak bake, please. Yeah. Do you sell vegan sausage rolls? Oh, my God, I forgot my daughter. I left her belly. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. 
It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. France absolutely battered the Netherlands 4-0. But lots of the Netherlands squad were missing because apparently they had a dodgy chicken curry. I mean, what are you doing having chicken curry before a big football match? Not great, is it? Don't have any sort of curry, surely. Curry? It's no, not I like a pre-match. In this era of like dietitian, should it just be like grilled veg and brown rice or something? Yeah, curry the night before a, a game of football. Let's go out and have a lamb madras and let's just see how it goes. <laughs> like, roll the dice. Anyway, Need to lose all round. I have to say, uh, uh, well, it's slightly different for me because I have a severe allergy to fish, <laughs> and uh, I found this out as a kid. I had uh, it's, it, anaphylaxis. So I have to carry an adrenaline injection if I'm going to go out for dinner, and uh, I have to not eat fish. Because your throat just closes up. You're going to die, right? I love how much you're laughing at this. So I went to see the doctor a lot as a kid with eczema and asthma. And um, I must have been primary school age, like 9, 10. And I'd already had a severe, borderline lethal reaction to fish. Like A&E, hospital, right? And my GP said to me, oh, next time they have fish fingers on at school, try them. You might have grown out of it. I can't explain this to you enough. I was at primary school age. A doctor said this? My GP! What? This, mate, this is... Dr Nick from The Simpsons. (laughs) This is like the NHS in the late 80s. (laughs) Try it. Try that lethal thing you're allergic to, anyway. At school as well, not even like in a medical environment. Exactly, school dinners, fish fingers, literally one bite. And think of how little fish would have been in... (laughs) An inner city school's fish fingers in the late 80s in England. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Immediately was like, oh God, I'm going to die. I mean, I shouldn't laugh about it. It was petrifying. I was like, <laughs> it can just fit. Anyone who's ever had an anaphylactic shot, you just feel your throat slowly closing. Like literally, just like keeled over, ambulance. Woo, woo. Man. So there you go. I almost missed life. <laughs> Beat that. Have you ever almost died through food? Text us on 8, 12, 15. Why are you having chicken curry before a football match? But never. And also, why aren't your own dietitians cooking it for you? Surely there's like a national chef. Surely they might have just like gone down to Were like... they away to France? Was it in France? But even then, you're travelling chef. French, French, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions, but, you know, they're cooking snails and stuff. And I whenever you have like... A, when you go, when you go right, for mate. a steak and it's a bit... Mate, the referendum was like seven years ago. Let it go. <laughs> Get over it. You won. Get over it. <laughs> French cuisine is like, that's the one cuisine I say you don't roll the dice with. I love snails. Oh, my Yeah, word. I had them in Paris. It's great. Just like garlic butter. If they've done well, it's great. Oh, Steak-free, oh, red wine. Frogs as well. Mate, it tastes good. They, they don't just, like, pick them out of the pond and eat them. They cook them. <laughs> You're like, maybe going, oh, you eat a cow. Maybe that's where I'm I went like, wrong. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Pond slurper. <laughs> Misunderstood it, mate. I remember, because talking about this stuff, obviously, you have to be slightly sensitive about it. But I was um, on a train once with... Um, my good friend John Richardson, and we were going to a gig. Now, when we're on a train, if, if people get chatting, I'm the sort of person where if there's a character on a train, I will absolutely keep them talking. <laughs> and he's the sort of person that's like, I do not want to engage with this person. <laughs> and that makes me want to engage with them more. And there's this like, South African guy, white South African guy, and he was kind of one of those people who was talking loudly because he wanted to engage us. And he's like, you like my laptop? I said, uh, <laughs> yeah, he went, uh, look at the serial number. Zero, 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 one. My, my son works at Sony. You can't even buy this in the shops. It's like, these are the sorts of lies you tell when you're 13. This guy was like 60 on. I was like, brilliant. We've caught a big fish here. And he was like going on about all this stuff. You see these clothes? Yeah, my, my daughter works for, you know, just like all these, obviously just thought we were gullible. And then the guy comes around with a trolley, like sandwiches, snacks and stuff, because it's a train. This guy, anyone want any snacks? And he just looks at this guy in the eye and goes, you got anything that wants to give me the running steaming trots? <laughs> the guy was like... 
well, I've got some sandwiches. I didn't know what to say to this guy. No, mate, it's four in the afternoon. Why are you saying that to a guy on a tr- Just such a horrible way to... Anyway, after that, I was like, that guy's a legend. John was like, he was one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. But I just... Uh, people like that, I live... I, I go through life hoping to encounter someone like that. What could give you the running, steaming trots of a, t- a trolley <laughs> yeah, on a right. train? What are, the, what are you expecting to be there? Well, we've got a ham salad, yeah. a twig... Oh, I've got some leftover prawn vindaloo <laughs> from a fortnight, OK? What's that? Glory hunters. Oh, a big goal, Scully. Yes, Russia Olympic have tweeted. Goal, Andre Landell, 1-0 Russia Olympic. We're rock and rolling now. Oh. A nod and a wink. Can you give that a like? <laughs> <laughs> Are you authorised to do that from Natsu Radio account? Uh, Uh-oh, we'll find HR. Out. It's going to be we'll like Lineker out. all over again, this is... <laughs> Another goal in the WSL North London derby. Oh, Tottenham Hotspur women nil, Arsenal women two now. And the big one of the day, full-time Indonesia three, Burundi one. Scotland are still winning 1-0 in their Euro 2024 qualifier at home to Cyprus. Thanks to a goal from John McGinn. Brilliant footballer, John McGinn. You love John McGinn. I, I can't do. stand him. Why can't you stand him? He's a little angry man. Is he? Runs around, he's got bad attitude. I think he's nice. Oh, oh Liam doesn't like him because he plays for Villa. No, you don't like him because he plays for Scotland. Yeah, and I'm the only one who's open-minded no. enough. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm just better than you. Charlton 1, Wickham 0. Extractington Stanley's 0-0. Fleetwood 1, Lincoln City 0. MK Dons against Morecambe 0-0. Peterborough 0, Derby County 0. <laughs> and Portsmouth nil, Port Vale 1. It's still in the... In the Battle of the Ports. The Battle of the Ports. Do you, do you drink port? Christmas Day, little glass, whole lemonade. Bo- whole bottle, <laughs> oh, fully soil myself. <laughs> nah. Wake up on New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> David from Sheffield. We're talking about when you've missed things as a result of, um, let's say, dodgy food. He says, uh, well, he tells a, a detailed story, which I won't go into it, but he said um, some Chinese chicken balls he thinks were... <laughs> I had chicken balls this week. Did you? Chow Did you have chicken sweet and balls. sour sauce? Yep. Yeah. So Pour good. all over. Crispy seaweed. Oh, great. So right. good. Chinese food. I mean, I would say I'm sort of curry number one, Italian number two, and I would include pizza in that, including yeah. the sort of American ones. But what, I don't. Re- I very rarely fancy Chinese, but when I do, my word. Do you go mad? I lose go- all... <laughs> I gorge like an American. I'm just like, this is... I'm too... I lose all control. Do you know what? Our mutual friend Tom Crane, comedian, what he would do is he would always order extra spring rolls and then when they turned up, go, I didn't order these. How did they get it? Just because he wanted more. He didn't want his wife to know what a glutton he is. Oh, I see. That's he's really like, clever. Like, yeah, he's pretending. Oh, I didn't... What? They're, they've chucked in some spring oh, rolls. Oh, what have they done here? <laughs> Wasn't he? I'm sure... <laughs> He once got into... I'm sure he wouldn't mind us telling this story, but I think him and his partner both agreed to give up McDonald's like for the month or whatever. Do you know right. this story? Yes, yes. And she was abroad. She'd like gone She's on a hen do or something. And um, he orders one on Uber Eats. Anyway, he eats the McDonald's and thinks nothing of it. She comes back and says, oh, how was your Mackie D's? How did you know? Didn't it come out of like their joint bank account or No, it, the delivery driver, had con- her number was on the, the Uber <laughs> Eats account and the, he couldn't get in, so he rang her. Oh, That's how he was grasped up. Oh, man. Secret eating is a thing. Maybe do you have secret yeah, Mackie D's? Do, do my cousin got caught out. He was, he was on a Domino's band because his wife's a PT and she found out he'd had Domino's because there was a, he had a, a Domino's-issued Coca-Cola bottle in the fridge. No. And Destroyed all the evidence. He was like, "There's a Domino's Coca-Cola bottle. You can only get from Domino's. like drats, <laughs> drats." Oh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up 
for the halftime entertainment. We are delighted to be joined by football royalty. West Ham legend Carlton Cole joins us now. Hello, Carlton. How are you, mate? You got you're right. Yeah, we're good. Are you jet lagged? You've been in Perth all week. You know what? I actually don't know what I am to be honest. <laughs> Cole, what's going on? I'm just, uh, mate. I just get in sleeping whenever I can. That's what, I, that's what my lifestyle is like lately. But let's face it. You went on the biggest jolly of all time. You went over to Perth to announce West Ham's preseason tour. You went over there yeah. for a press conference, a night out with the Perth Hammers. What a what a job! I am the global ambassador of West Ham. <laughs> Great. Um, so I just get to go about to cool places in West Ham way. West Ham fans and different countries and different. Um, different nationalities, you know, that. so it's a great job. Sounds yeah. great. We should explain, you and Chris know each other, so how did you guys become friends? F- through the power, through the West Ham family. Listen, I'll tell you what, yeah, so West Ham, we are a real family, so it's not... Well, you hate like, each other. Everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows each other, you know, like, and through the power of West Ham, me and Chris Skull were connected. Oh, really? The, relationship, the relationship's been rosy ever since. <laughs> really? It sounds like more than just friends. <laughs> like, to, be on, to be honest, I feel a bit like shunned by him because now he's moved on to bigger and better things. We had a podcast <laughs> Never. together. The, the, what was our podcast? You can't, can't even remember. remember. <laughs> Footballer's Guide to Football. The Footballer's Guide to Football. That's it. And um, like, it was a great idea that Chris posed to me and Marlon Harewood and then we just took it to next levels and heights. We've still got fans called for it to come yeah, back. I know. Should we bring it oh, back? We just haven't got. Yeah, we just haven't got round to it yet. I can't do it when I'm jet setting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy, man. When you're at a night out in Perth Hammers. We could do one. Like we should do like a, a different version of it, probably. An ambassador's coming. guide yeah. to ambassadoring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be a totally different um, show. But listen. It's, it's, it's been brilliant so far. Chris is a great guy, and um, as you probably well do know, and then um, I'm here just to support his cause, man. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, goalie. Man. Oh, Carlton. what a bromance. This has been such a treat. Could you just ask you, have you ever had food poisoning? Um, yes, I, de- I definitely have. <laughs> You've been in my household and with my own cooking. Yes, I have had food poisoning. poisoning. But do you know what it is? It's not just about that. It's more to do with the... The restaurants, like I can, I can take me getting food poisoned from me. <laughs> I'm not going to a, a great restaurant in central London and getting food poisoned. That's just bang out of order. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> fine, yeah, it's fine if you do it to yourself, but if someone else does it to you, that is not cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then it's then it's beef. Then we've got proper beef. <laughs> Carlton, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Cheers, yeah, Carlton. No John in Shropshire has been in touch. Re food having an effect on your life, as in poisoning, missing things. I said earlier this week he had an accident in a courtesy car. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, all the, the sort of the discourtesy of it. I was a total mess. God, he had to turn around and drive two hours home. He was so far from home. I had to deep clean the car. Gee, dear, 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 John. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's an episode that will haunt him forever. Do you know, once I was working on Big Brother many years ago. Big Brother was his pomp, and uh, I had dodgy guts on the way in. <laughs> it was at Elstree Studio. Yeah, miles and, away. Uh, it was miles away, and I, so the final kind of 20 minutes of the journey, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to go down to the absolute wire. Yeah. And I went up to Elstree Studio. It was like 15-mile-an-hour like speed check, bumps, and I was just racing. I reckon I was probably doing 
40, like up these bumps, like managed to park, secure, and then I park up, and the security going, what are you doing, you maniac? They're coming running after me. What are you doing? Why are you reading? And I was like, I can't talk. <laughs> and I was like running, and I ran to the toilet. The security started chasing me. I was like, I can't have this conversation now. And he's like, they're talking about it in the house. I can hear your tires screeching. And I was like, I need to go to the toilet. And I went in the toilet. He was like, talking to me through the cubicle. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm more than happy to talk about this. It's quite clear what's happened here. <laughs> and did you make it in time? Yeah, yeah. It was, wow. Oh, man, it was... Whew. I mean, of all... What an the, eviction. But of, <laughs> of all the places to saw yourself, yeah, no, places are totally covered in cameras. <laughs> <laughs> no way you're getting away with yeah. it. I do like it when people blame stuff on, like, you know, they go, like, like a bad hangover. The guy must have had, like, a dodgy pint. You're like, you had 15 of them. <laughs> That's why you feel sick. Or, like, oh, I must have been that curry. You're like, you had... F- like 10 Guinnesses. No wonder, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't feel well, well enough to work. When I was at uni, two, my two housemates talked themselves into food poisoning. They had a what? bit of, chi- had a bit they of chicken. Witches? They witches? They made a chicken curry that was a, that was a, the chicken had expired a day earlier. They're like, oh, no. day, that's all right. And then they ate it and they were like, yeah, I think this is all right. This is all right. Got to the end of it and they looked at each other and was like, I don't think that was. I don't think that oh was right. Oh god! And they're like, yeah. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? That wasn't right. Yeah, the chicken was a day off. What were we thinking? And then like two of them went upstairs, and, like forced themselves to be sick. Oh no! And I just watched Stupid. this whole scene. I was like, you've talked each other into yeah. it. Wait and see. Roll the dice. Also, thought... if you've cooked it and it smelled and tasted okay, then yeah. maybe they're just paranoid. Um, but what I do like to do, I've just done it now. So last night, what I sometimes do is like watch a thing in bed, you know, on the iPlayer, Dragon's Den or something. And then what I like to do is go on TripAdvisor and read reviews of bad pubs. I don't know if you've ever done this, or like bad places. I'll go like, I'll find like, type in the name of a rough pub in Nottingham and just see like, why have people gone on TripAdvisor to slag it off? Honestly, if you've not done this, go on TripAdvisor and just type in places that you go or you're local. The amount of pubs that argue back <laughs> with the comments, it's one of the most entertaining things. There's one place that I quite like and the, the manager gets stuck in. And go, oh, well, uh, don't you think it's a bit ironic that you didn't mention anything? I asked you if your food was okay, and you said it was. What a sad little life, going home and leaving a one-star <laughs> review. I noticed from the rest of your profile that you're slagging everyone else off. Do you feel unfulfilled with your life? You're like, this is. There's a whole, like, subculture of trip advisor out there. I love it. Have you ever done it? it? Yeah, there's one, there's a place, I won't name it, but there is a place, <laughs> there's, like, a, a camping site and uh, where you can get, like, book a chalet. And I saw one review, someone had said, I went out, went out for the day. When I came back, someone nicked me sausages. <laughs> Ooh, slagging off our sausage thief. What a sad little life. Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. The seance of the living on rock and roll football. Send us your questions, and Matt Dyson will summon a spirit through the void to answer them. Yes, it's Seance of the Living, and we've got a text here from Neil Brazier in Camber Sands, and he wants to ask, Roy Walker, what are you giving up for Lent? I am... (laughs) (laughs) You know, Lent, big deal in our house growing up, God-fearing house. I always used to give up sweeties and chocolate. I guess it's Christian Ramadan, isn't it? You think about it, all the major religions have some sort of uh, sense of going without for a wee while. Mr. Chips, i got to tell you, I gave up Chips for Lynn. He took it very personally. <laughs> but I had to include him, because you can't be getting done on a loophole now. So I said, look, I'm giving up Chips for Lynn. I can't speak to you. I mean, he can't speak to me, as we know. Mr. Chips was mute. I don't know if he could ever speak. I mean, he had a mouth, but he didn't use it. Um, 
You know he would bounce up and down with glee at the end of the show. You know, got a catchphrase, right? I said, I can't speak to you, Mr. Chips. 40 days, 40 nights. <laughs> you know the Bible as well. You know, he was a Christian man. I, I don't know, actually in gender, we called him Mr. Chips, but I saw no proof of gender, if you know what I mean. Very smooth all over. I don't know, I, I never saw him eat. I'm talking about what you're talking about today, food poisoning. Not a problem for Mr. Chips. I don't think... Um, he would occasionally use WD-40 on his joints, but I never saw him orally ingest anything. Or, uh, uh, not that I would ever look too closely, but I never saw that if anything went in. As far as I'm aware, it didn't have anywhere to come out <laughs> unless he would have expressed it back to his mouth. But he never got food poisoning, but he would occasionally um, get rusty and he would sort of squeak <laughs> when he walked. And it was... Very sad sign. It's the closest I ever uh, came to seeing him cry. But I would give up Switzerland. I mean, these days, I've got to be honest with you. You know, when I was a wee kid, you know what it's like, for a God. So, God, I can't have a wee bit of chocolate because the Almighty's going to judge me. Now I just think, I'll take my chances. Oh, I've led a good life on the whole. I think if I get up there and the big man says, look, I caught you cheating at Lent, I say, I did a load of charity galas. Come on, surely... Surely that outweighs the odd Lindor ball or, or mint arrow. I see, look, Jesus, you must have seen. They were selling them for a quid for a wee while. A kilogram of arrow. You can't buy water that cheap. And I think, I believe him to be a reasonable God. I think you would say, you know what, fair enough. And then that opens up the idea. You know, can you negotiate at the party gates? Can you say, no, you know, to St. John, whoever it is, I don't accept that. You know, we've got VAR in football now. Do we have it in the afterlife? I don't know. And the question I get asked a lot is, what about Mr. Chips? Does he have a soul? If he dies, does he just get smelt down and turn into, I don't know what, a new iPhone or whatever it is? Or does does he live on? I mean, i got to tell you, I don't think there's any life in that thing. I think he's basically a sort of alien robot. <laughs> and I think... Um, He'll just go to the knackers. He'd just end up in a scrapyard. You know, probably buy some railway sidings. And uh, he would just rust his final minutes this is away. so bleak. Is it bleak? <laughs> I didn't mean to be so bleak. I'm going to return it to lead. I, 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 I don't do it anymore. In fact, if anything, I increase my consumption. Just, just to make up for all those chocolate bars I left out of. I, I will gorge for 40 days on chocolate and meat. And uh, I hope that answers the question. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Next on Rock and Roll Football, it's Munch of the Day. Oh, it's Munch of the Day! <laughs> so what are people having tonight? Uh, Charlie in Glasgow says, I will be going to the Blue Lagoon for battered haggis, chips and peas. <laughs> in your face, Chris Skull. Oh, battered haggis. Ooh. It's delicious. Haggis is one of the best foods on the planet. He doesn't feel it. Uh, you, you know what? You're a little Englander, you are. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. anything that the East End of London, it, no, I'm not having any of that. It's too exotic for my taste. But, I've had a crab stick. What are you on about? I've had a crab stick. What are you on about? That's from the East End. We have had a, a deluge of texts about port yes. and I, lemonade. I, can I say one word? Vindicated. Well, okay, Lynn in Worcester says no. Port should never be sullied with lemonade. It's a drink to enjoy with cheese. I'm appalled that people mix it with WKD Blue to produce a cheeky Vimto. Yes. 
She's not having it at all. Well, there's another, isn't there another text? Yes, uh, Rishi says, Poor and Blue Wicked is a cheeky vimpo, and it's rather delightful. Rishi? Rishi. Rishi? Rich, Richie. Oh, God, I thought you meant the <laughs> Prime Minister. Can't imagine he Sunak. He would never have a Port and Blue Wicked. A port and Blue Wicked. Oh, my word. I'd love to ask him if he knew what a Blue Wicked is. Um, someone here says, uh, Port and Blue family Christmas tradition, Annie from Reading. Yeah. Helen in Leicester says it's not just a London thing. There we go. The nation is united behind Port and Lemonade. It is someone else says, um, what are you, a little old lady? <laughs> Yeah, port is better without lemonade unless you're a little old lady from Michelle in Wiltshire. I think, do you know what? Now I think about it, I think I might have got it off my nan, like an East End nan. I think my East End nan. Hey, I'm that like, Chris here. There you yeah, go. Well, you it's only seven. It don't matter. It's good for him. We do that in the East End, and we don't eat agate. Rock and roll football podcast done. Oh, well, what a rollicking old show that was, Scully. It's always a pleasure when you're here. Yeah, so good to be here. And great news for Indonesia as well, beating Burundi 3-1. Good on them. Good on them. And also, um, for for anyone who still is unaware of the national, (laughs) I guess what they should do is go away, listen to how many albums they've got. I don't know how many. Three or four? Nine, Matt. Nine? Nine. This is quite nine now. You're kidding me. This is the thing. You said to me, oh, yeah, the National's a bit too contemporary. They're all like 50. Are they? They've been around donkey's years. I thought they were just like... Look at the producer Liam, like, hastily Googling it. He's Googling it. it? Go on. Okay. The National are not contemporary. Okay. I can't believe you... Matt, I think you'd like him. I think... I I probably would. I just haven't yet got into them. Here we go, Liam. Since nineteen ninety nine. You're kidding me. I didn't think they were a nineties band. I thought they were like they twenty fifteen or something. A fallout boy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer is fifty two. The lead is fifty two. I can't believe how old they are. And they wrote a lot of songs. They wrote with Bon Iver. They've written a load of Taylor Swift's new album. They're big. Okay, I did not know this. <laughs> We all need to go away and do some homework and then re-listen to the start of this podcast. And in about five years' time we'll all get it. Great. Sold. See you next time. Oh, leave a five-star written review, please, if you yeah, could. Definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't mention the national. <laughs> <laughs>